All right, welcome to The Real Deal Podcast with myself, Manny Marshall, and Joey Blute. And I'm actually really excited that Joey's here. And uh, Joey is one of the uh, masterminds, a manager, um, you know, I know Paul Richards is the coach, but you know, you're kind of a coach too, but you've been involved with Tampa Bay Damage and, uh, and Florida Paintball and been around the game for a long time. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested to, to kind of get your take on a lot of things. Uh, but first off, you know, how did you, how did you kind of get involved with Damage? Before we get into your history. How did right. you first get involved with Damage? I mean, Damage has been such a dominant team in the past couple of years. I mean, I know the past two events you guys haven't exactly done as well as you guys would like to do, but you won three events in a row before that in the late 2011, early 2012, won World Cup, and I think you guys won, what, 18 games in a row? Yes, we didn't lose a single match. We lost one match in Jersey, and then after that we went on a tear and didn't lose a match for three events in a row. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. It was awesome to watch. Almost too ridiculous, which is why we've come back down to earth now. And, and it's actually been a wake-up call. That was a good wake-up call. We really did need it. You know, guys were getting way too complacent with what they were doing out there. It was just, it was coming too easily. So it was actually a good thing. It, it's never a good thing when you lose, but it, as long as you learn from when you lose, losing's okay. It's when you're not learning anymore that losing's not okay. So we lost. We learned from it. We went out and practiced harder. Went out to the last event. And third place is not a good indication of where we finished at that event. We were a lot better than we looked. We just had some bad breaks against the, the Russians. You know, they played a super strong game against us. It was typical of damage Russia game where every single point means the difference between winning and losing. Hence us losing by one point. Yeah. <laughs> so, and some stuff uncharacteristically was happening to us out there. Like, uh, you know, the Edwards brothers were two on two and they lost it. Yeah. Edwards brothers don't lose two on twos. Well, and also when you look at the stats, and Jacob did not have, at least statistically, did not have the event that he had had the previous two events. And uh, for, for Jacob to hit what he did the previous two events would be difficult. He played so out of his mind in, in Galveston. Um, it's one of those things where phenomenal. Yeah, you can't. Nobody can hit that level consistently. It's impossible. Everyone's going to come down to earth at some point in time. Um, something that we strive on is we we try to actually get everyone to play at a consistent eighty percent. We're not big on having guys going out there and, and showing us 100%, 100% of the time, because it just doesn't happen. Eventually, the 100%ers hit a zero, and, and I'd rather just have a bunch of 80%ers out there. I mean, if you look at the stats right now, and you go, go to what I personally think is the most important stat being the, the, the win-losses, mm -hmm. and you look at that, damage dominates that. If you look at that, our best player is Timmy Probst. He's got the highest winning percentage of any pro player in paintball. He may not have as many Gs. He may not have as many game-breaking whatevers, but mm -hmm. he wins. And that's all we really care about. So on the Jacob thing, you know, you look at his stats, he might not have had as many G's or as many you know, game influencing decisions or whatever, but yeah. he still has a, a extremely good winning percentage, which to me is, is the most important thing. That event, like I said, we should have been better than third. You know, we went out there, we had some, some stuff happen that just doesn't normally happen. You know, so when you get to that level, man, when you get to the top format, you've been there before. It's yeah. it's literally a coin flip sometimes on what's going to happen. Absolutely. I mean, it could be off the break, Jason breaks a ball in his barrel. And that right there is the difference between winning and losing. No bullshit. You know, yeah, he breaks a ball, he's not going to shoot the guy going to the corner. That guy in the corner is going to shoot two guys, we're going to lose. So it could be something as little as that. It could be, you know, something bigger. So I, to me, at this level, obviously winning is all that matters. That's all we want to do, you know. We were, we were hitting heads every time on those three events we won in a row. You know, we were calling heads and getting it. So yeah. we were winning that coin toss. 
we got caught in Phoenix, had a bad day. And even on that bad day, it's not like we lost bad. We lost both those matches by one point to two of the teams that finished in the finals. Yeah. So it's not, or the, in the final four. So it's not like we went out there and, and, and looked like dog shit and played like dog shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just ran into two teams that were playing better than us that day. So, you know, good for them. Congratulations. Now we go out, we grind harder, we come back. In Chicago, we played well. Well enough to win, no, but we played well enough to get to the money round. Yeah. Just, we couldn't, we couldn't close the door on the Russians. You know, they, they played a smarter game than us. A uh, couple things we could have done differently. You know, we'll learn from it. We'll come back and, and MAO, we will be strong. It was interesting though with, 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 uh, with Jacob that he, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, he was just playing just insanely crazy for the first couple of events, but because he's young, I didn't know if we were kind of seeing the next level of his game and that's what we were going to consistently continue to see out of him. I didn't know. And it, and you're right. I mean, it's so much to ask. That's why it's like all the guys that are up there real high right now and Marcelo and, and Malloy, Britnikoff, um, Yosh Rao, Ryan Greenspan, he had a phenomenal event and went all the way to second. You know, the guys you see in the top, I'd say 15, 20, if you're up there consistently, tournament after tournament, that's really impressive because right. it's really hard out there, man, like, like you were no, saying. No, I, I completely agree. I mean, the guys that can stay at the top, especially over a, a full season, I mean, truly, we're at three events. As much as I would like to say that, that you know, if you're at the top over three events, you're the best player in the world, you can't. Honestly, at the end of the year, you might be able to say you were the best player that year, but I'm still not going to say whoever's the top on that stats is the best player in the world at the end of this year. No. Now, if that person's up there for another year or two, you're right. That's the best player in the world. But after one year of keeping these stats and, and the fine-tuning that the stat guys are doing and the adjusting that they're doing, from the first event to last event, the stats, the stat, the way you guys even do the stats has changed so much that mm-hmm. you almost can't even count some of the stuff. You know, and, and until we figure out a better way, which who knows if there ever will be a better way, you know, what you're doing is awesome. It's, it's definitely what the sport needs, but... I think that um, the stats that, that really matter to damage are, are honestly, it's the winning percentage. Yeah. That, that's something that it's not under humans, under humans contact and human doing and some guy saying this guy shot this guy and this guy shot that guy. Yeah. It's something that is hard fact. The fact is Timmy Probst has won more games than any professional paintball player this year. That is a stat that means something. Which is really impressive. That is a stat that means something. And yeah. I think of the top five, we have three of them. Yeah. You oh, know? no, you guys are... Very well rated, and, yeah. and and as rightfully so. I mean, we're, we're talking about the team that's dominated paintball, uh, or did dominate up until the beginning part of this year. And like you said, okay, so you guys lost by one point to uh, in those two games that put you out of the tournament in Phoenix, and uh, and then you go and you end up taking third, and you lose to the Russians by one point. You right. know, so like you said, we're talking about very very small margins of error here. But, you know, again, we're talking about the best guys in the world. And, it, and it's interesting, you know, like with Timmy, Timmy is such a solid guy. You know, yep. Timmy Probst, a great dude, been on the team for a long time. I mean, he was one of those players that I remember when he was playing on Strange. And as Strange made the, you know, a lot of those guys made the transition to damage. And the damage became its own beast with its own identity. And it's because a lot of people are like, oh, you know. They, you know, damage plays like they, you know, they, they lock it up too much. I'm like, that's bullshit, man. Have you have you watched a damage game in the past three years? Like, okay, yeah, they're really good at doing that when they need to, yeah. which is just smart paintball sometimes. But I mean, you're gonna tell me that Chad Boussier is not the, one of the most aggressive guys in the entire game? I know? would honestly say that that our team is is probably one of the more aggressive teams. The difference between us and all totally the other teams is other teams can only be aggressive. Yeah. We can be aggressive, and if I lose Chad and I lose Rumsey and the Snake and I lose Chad on the Dorito Wire, I can go out there with Dave, Jason, and, and, and Holiday, and we'll pull off a three-on-five, and we know it. 
That's why we don't blow buzzards. We don't we don't play the whole entire clock management crap because I don't care if there's one of us on two of them, there's a good chance we're gonna win it. If there's two of us on four of them, there's a good chance we're gonna win it. We win the majority of those games. Mm -hmm. So to me it's 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 not that we, we play slow, it's that we can play slow. And if shit goes down, we're not gonna we're not gonna give points up. We're gonna maintain our composure, uh, and we're going to pull the majority of those points off. So, I think people get the conception that we're a slow-based team, or or we play like Strange used to. I mean, realistically, of the Strange players that we picked up when this all happened, it was Carthy and Timmy. Yeah. I mean, Jason Edwards played with Strange for one event. Brian Smith played with him for one season, and at the time we had Matt Richards who played with him for one or two seasons. Mm -hmm. Since then, Brian Smith's not playing this season. Carthy's not playing with us this season. Uh, Matt hasn't played with us in three seasons. So I have Timmy Probst, Jason, who played one event. No, and Holiday, I'm sorry, who, who also played a little bit with, with yeah, Strange. Yeah, I was going to say Holiday. But, but his time with Strange was still minimal because he, he did the bail on Strange when everyone else did to go to the Raiders. Mm -hmm. So if people are going to say we're like anything, they should say we're the damn Raiders because I got more guys that played on the Raiders on my team than Strange. Yeah, yeah. So, but, I mean, we don't, we don't play a particular style of paintball. We play to win. Whatever the field dictates is what we do. If the field says we need to run down one side, we'll run down the one side. If the field says that we need to lock this down, we'll lock it down. You know, that's, that's, that's one thing we can do that others can't. So people say we're a slow, slow paced team. We're not a slow paced team. We can go slow. We can go slow better than anyone out there, which is why when we have to, we go slow. So I really don't believe that, that we are, we are what our image is, but we're not really that team. You know, we don't go out there and tell everyone what our image is. So people believe what they want to believe. Yeah. So our image is to win. That's all I want people to know is this. Well, another thing too, and which is a good point, and, and honestly, that's good because you guys have been winning a decent amount. But I just I think that that's a holdover from us just not having enough. Like now we have the webcast, we got the stats, and we're really trying to get as much stuff out there for the fans as possible, so they can share it and let other people become paintball fans. But I think if you guys look at, and every team evolves, every team evolves, every team morphs. And uh, that, a lot of that is dictated by um, the, the personalities they have on their team, the guys that are running their team, where they're from, you know, all that sort of stuff. The opponents they're playing, the teams they practice against on a regular basis. And the reason why you guys have been so good is you've done a real good job <coughs> of building that squad up. I mean, you cherry pick some very specific players. You guys have done a good job of making sure that you have great practice schedules. I mean, I know you're not practicing as much now as you used to. But you know, too many events to, to practice that much. Exactly. Once you, start, once you start opening yourself up and you start hitting the Millennium, mm -hmm. the, the MPPL, the PSP, a couple guys are still doing CXBLs. There, honestly, it's almost like the, the Millenniums and the MPPLs and all that stuff that just becomes part of practice. Yep. You know, we're not getting as much time on this particular layout or that particular layout, but we're getting enough time in the layout that I we feel comfortable in the layouts, and we're getting practical tournament experience. It's which, time behind the gun, man. Yeah. Which. I think time behind the gun playing in an event is a lot better than time behind the gun at a practice. I a million percent so, agree. I mean, a couple things we did that other teams have never done that, that makes us different is, is our structure. We're not set up like other teams. You know, we have an owner. We have an owner who owns. He doesn't do anything else. We have a manager. I'm the manager. I manage. I manage every single part of this team. We have a coach. All he does is coach. He doesn't deal with any of the bullshit from the players. If someone's having a bad day, he doesn't have to deal with it. All he has to deal with is his ex knows scouting teams, making sure everything's going right. He doesn't have to deal with any of that. That's what the manager does. We have players. All they do is play. They don't have to worry about booking their tickets. They don't have to worry about getting back in time. They don't have to worry about what hotel they're staying at, getting picking up their rental car or driving there. None of that stuff. All they have to do is get to the airport on time. It's the only thing they have to do. After that, they're spoon-fed everything, mm -hmm. which is one reason why our players can just play, and they don't have to worry about any of the drama or any of the stupid stuff. You know, Our coach can just coach. 
You know, all he has to do is do his job and they have to do their job and we will win consistently. And and I think if you look back at it, I mean, we're it's not like we're an all of a sudden team. Since the beginning, from our first year pro, we were we we were one of the fastest winning pro teams ever. We won Chicago on our third event ever. Right? I was there. I and remember. then a lot of people are, are acting like, you know, that was a fluke or something. We finished in the top three at every event from then on. For a whole season we finished in the top three at every event. The next season we played the first event, we took third. The next game, our next one, we went to Chicago and sucked there. And then we won three events in a row. So over the last three years, we've not finished out of the top four, but twice in the PSP. I don't think there's very many teams that can say that that consistent. So it's not like it's an all of a sudden thing. The three wins were awesome. You know, it's definitely a sign of, of the growth of the team and, and, and everything gelling together and working. But it's not like it's an all of a sudden thing. And that's one thing that kind of kind of frosts my ass a little bit when people are like, oh, you picked up J-Rab, that's why you're winning. J-Rab's only been there for one of our wins. Yeah, and honestly, uh, I'm, J-Rab has not played up to his potential on your team so far. I, I think that he's, he, you know, obviously J-Rab's an amazing player and he's had some really good points for you guys. But uh, And I don't know if it's a function of him still trying to find exactly his his mo- his role in the team or whatever it is, but... You know, I've, I've only seen, and again, I have a lot of high expectations for J-Rab. Like, I expect him to be one of the top 10 players every single, like, when I look at that rating, I need, I, with his talent level and his level of dedication right now, he should be in the top, you know, and, and I'm pretty hard on him because I've known him for so long and I expect great things out of that kid. And uh, and he has done great things, um, but he just plays the game so, so aggressively and fluidly, you know, that I just, and he's really kind of come into his own the past couple seasons, so I just haven't seen him do the... Int- but maybe that's the f- a function of how you guys play it, like... I don't think it's more... anything with the way we're doing it. I think, I think what's what's gone on with Justin is, one, the adjustment. We're not the Russians. Um, I, I believe the Russians definitely uh, uh, catered to what he wanted more and, and gave him free reign of what he was going to do, where our team's our, our team level of, of, of the, the player quality on our, our, our team is incredibly high. Not a knock against the other team in paintball, but... It's so high that it's not like one person's going to stick out on our team, which is another reason why our team doesn't have the the you know Oliver Langs, the Justin Rabikoff of, of Russians, you know the these guys that are just you know glamoury and flashy because our whole team is like that. Like you can grab any one of my guys on any given day and they could be the best player at that event. So look at Holiday in the first in Galveston. Holiday my is God. probably Holiday is probably one of the best players in paintball that no one knows about. <sighs> Totally, man. He's so good. He, 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 healthy. He's disgusting. He's probably the best snake player in paintball that we just don't play him on the snake side because it's just not fair. I mean, I don't know if you watched Galveston, <laughs> but when we played him on the snake side I of the thing, I mean, he was getting three Gs a game. I mean, how fair is that to the rest of the league? Not really So fair. I was actually talking to all the owners and they're like, hey, can you do me a favor and just pull Holiday off the snake side, put him back on the Dorito wire, give us a chance. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to respect your wishes for these couple events. So, but I would expect an MAO to see Holiday uh, flaming down the. The snake side, I think... Uh, where, are, where are you going to play? Are you going to play him on the snake side? It's a good thing about Holiday. He's really good on the snake, but he's also really good on the Dorito wire. Yeah, he's pretty much... We actually have a team full of players like that. Uh, wait wait until you see some surprises. I mean, maybe maybe you'll see Jacob going down the snake side this event. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I know at practice... Maybe was, Chad down the snake side? He was wrecking some heads. Chad's a little loose for the snake. We can't quite do that. Gonna say. we got to leave Chad on the Dorito wire to get loose. He's uh, he's, he's decent in the snake, but Jake's actually um, good in the snake. Uh, Rumsey's really good up the Dorito wire. You know, some of our players, like 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 Ramzi Al Yusuf, is another perfect example. I think it was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, I didn't look today, but I think it's it, Timmy Props and Ramzi Al Yusuf are like one and two on win, uh, winning percentage on damage, and those are two players that nobody even knows exist, right? If I had it my way, I would build my team with with ten Timmy Props. 
and I would win every event we played because I would have 10 of the best winning percentage paintball players in the world, right? So to me, it's not, it's not necessarily about your chads. I mean, don't get me wrong, we need chad. We need the guys that are gonna flame out and run down the wire. We need Holidays who's gonna run down and get his three Gs. But you gotta have those guys that, like, like when we go slow play, yeah. that can pull the, the shit off. When Chad decides to run down the field and get shot, shot or Chad gets run going out to the corner, mm -hmm. you gotta have your Timmys and your Daves and your Jasons that, that are just gonna go out there three on five and, and, and dominate. Yeah. You know, I mean, most teams know not, I mean, perfect example, two years ago, I know this is a while back, but we were playing Impact uh, to get into the quarterfinals at MAO. Uh, Impact had a double major on us. We had two guys in the box. Impact still wouldn't leave the center of the field because they know if they go wide on us, we're going to shoot one of them. That's going to be a four on three. and They don't want to play like that. Yeah. So, and afterwards, talking to Bart, he said, yeah, we weren't going to go wide on you no matter what. If there would have been two of you guys, we still wouldn't have gone wide because you would have shot one of us and it would have been a four on two. So, I mean... Watch if, if if people out there in TV land watch this this next this next event. Watch how teams play, and then watch how they play us. It's a completely and totally different look than when they give other people. It's almost a waste for us to even scout teams anymore because what they're going to do against us is not going to be what they do against other people, and that's that's the truth of it. Like yeah. it, it definitely puts us at a little bit of a disadvantage from some of the other teams because if you go out and watch Infamous play against anybody, it's going to be different than when they play us. Who they put out there, the way they put them out there, you know. Uh, same thing with the Russians. Same. I mean, we've scouted the shit out of these guys, and when we when they play us, it's never the same. Well, let's talk about Infamous real quick, because if you want to talk about a team that's had your number for the past, yeah, our number. Months. We made them good. Yeah, you hear me, Travis? We made them good. <laughs> so, well, they have beat you guys twice in two events. That's true. That's actually probably a record. It's probably the most anyone's ever done to us since we've been playing paintball consistently. But on the same note, uh, no, Infamous is a strong team. You know, they got they got some good players. Uh, something that we did, I almost think, is a mistake on our part, is we actually went out and. Um, we, we've practiced the shit out of them this year. We've played them more than we've played just about anyone, except for maybe... Because uh, you're playing them again, right? Coming up here this next yeah. this weekend. The difference is, is they're not in our prelim draw this time. Mm -hmm. So it's never been a big deal about the prelim draw or not to us. And honestly, you're going to have to play the good teams to win. So we're going to have to play Infamous at some point in time. We're going to have to play, you know, more likely than not the Iron Man. We should be playing Dynasty. Wake the fuck up. I mean, these are the teams that we, you know, the Russians, you're going to play them. Heat, you're going to play them. You know, if you want to get through, you've got to beat the good teams. So, to to me, it's like, it's more of a, it's more, it, it I don't know, I don't really know how to even put it down there. It's just more of a, uh, Infamous doesn't really have our number, I don't think. Infamous beat us, for sure. You know, and Infamous is a good team, and, and I think that if you go back and look at the history... We still have the edge on them. They got the last two. That's true, and I'm all about hey, let's make sure we understand what happened in the past so we can you know talk about the future and all that sort of stuff. But paintball is very much what have you done for me lately? That's so true. That's true. If you guys, that's true. If you ever, and, if you ever need an excuse, and to try I guess, to play I guess we'll see what game. happens at MAO, and we'll see what happens lately out there. I, I would like to, to definitely say that you know um, playing them is, is definitely uh, made us practice them as much as we have has definitely helped them get where they need to go faster. And uh, don't get me wrong, it definitely has helped us too. But I, I think that uh, put it in the other other stance. You know, you you put infamous practicing any other team, they're not going to get where they got as fast as they got either. So I think they know us better than a lot of teams do because we do practice them so much. Which is part probably it's honestly it's probably a mistake on my part to play them as much as we have. Um, but on, it's hard on the East Coast. It's infamous us. Well, they're not even the East Coast, but they're close enough. It's infamous us one eight seven and CEP. No disrespect to anybody. Out of that, I, I'm going to play Infamous. I need to play the best teams to keep my guys sharp and keep my guys playing the best. Mm -hmm. So it's either that or I fly out to California, which I did for the first two events, but all the faggots in California are too much of a bunch of pussies to actually come out of the, our coast. 
So Is it infamous stuck. going out to Poland? They're not from California. No, anymore. they're from Chicago. It's a two-hour flight, and it's yeah. one time. I mean, it's, it benefits them to come to us. Yeah. So, I mean, I go out to California, and I play the Ironman twice, and then they won't pack their bags to come see me. Oh, we'll come see you at World Cup. No shit. Everyone wants to see us at World Cup. <laughs> so... I mean, to get to get some of these teams that get off their ass, which I know it's a big expense, but it's a big expense the other way, too. You know, mm -hmm. we, we, we ponied up enough that, you know, we feel we, we should get some teams coming to us, but it's hard, you know. It's, even like 187, we offered to get 187 out before this event. We offered to, you know, try to get them to come help, come out and practice us. You know, we, we'd help them. We'd help cover some of their expenses. Whatever. Let's get them out there. And they want to do it. We don't have the money. We don't have the money for plane tickets. Mm. I'm like, I get it, but... Did you know what you were getting into when you got into this? You yeah. Know, if you really a, want to get to that next level, you have to play these teams. That's true, because I was going to say, I mean, if, if any team that's impressing me that's a young team right now, it's them. It's 187. It's them. I honestly, uh, honestly, they're probably my favorite team right now. They're so songs. fun to watch. I mean, outside of us, they're they're my, they're my the team I root for. Yeah. I mean, I, I whenever I see Dave on the sidelines, because, you know, I work the sidelines for the snake side of the coaching, anytime I see him, you know, I, I go over there and I, I try to help him as much as I can after we play him and beat him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, they 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 they've got some balls, man. Yeah. No. Well, that's that's the way you have to play in the pro level, you know. And, and they, the biggest thing, honestly, CEP would be a good team if they just wouldn't get caught cheating so damn much. Well, they got better at that at the last event, but they played worse. Yeah. I I just I look at some of the guys on CEP and a couple points, you know, it, it's tough out there. You know, it's it one is. of those things where it's like, okay, well, and you all always hear us say stuff like, ah, oh, he had a couple good points, a couple good points. But yeah, but if you go out and, I mean, it's one of those things, it's like, dude, if it worked once, that's in you somewhere, right. you know, and you can do it again. And that's consistency is always such a bitch at this level. It's yeah. always so tough to be consistent, which is why you guys are so good. But that takes time. You need to oh, see yeah. a lot of reps. Yeah. But some of those guys, I think, have some talent. They just... No, they definitely have some talent. It's just a matter of, of them getting it together and get... I, I highly doubt they practice enough for, for playing at the level. You got to remember our first year, Manny, when we decided to go pro, when we finally got the opportunity, and, and we had we had to earn that. You know, we didn't just step up and pay money to be there. You know, when we did it, it was the year it was the last year of the NXL where you actually had to have a spot, not the true NXL, but this, mm -hmm. the one where where Tony Minio was still running it. And Tony Minio wasn't just giving up spots. We ended up getting ultimate spot because they couldn't afford to play anymore. As long as why we got in, mm -hmm. but we only got in because we earned it. We played a semi-pro year where we ended up finishing third on the year. The only the top four teams that year were Avalanche, Aftermath, Impact, and us. And we were top four all year long. And quite honestly, that those four teams, when they made the jump to pro, except for Avalanche, the other three were were com completely and totally awesome teams in the pro bracket. I mean, Impact won some events. They finished in the top in a bunch of events. Aftermath, before they went defunct, I mean, most of those players are infamous now and, and other teams like that, but and, and Aftermath was an awesome team. You know, um, so... I think that we don't get the respect we deserve on a lot of that shit, but we earned our way in there. You know, it wasn't just something like someone said, oh, hey, you won the, the, the D1 bracket of the we're not quite there yet group. You get to play pro. You know, we, we went out there and busted our ass. And then when we became pro, we didn't just sit on it and say, yay, we're a PSP pro team. Let's play in, in the NXL or the, or the whatever it was at the time. The uh, What was it? It wasn't NXL anymore. It wasn't Race 2. It was right before that. I don't remember. The transition time. That was just PSP Pro. PSP Pro. Yeah, when we were PSP Pro. when we finally got to the PSP Pro, we didn't just sit on it and just play PSP Pro. We went out and got an MPPL Pro spot. Um, we we wanted to play as much professional paintball as possible, even if it's not the same format. It's not a matter of that. When you're like a team like CEP or 187, you might run around and tell everyone it's not in my head that I'm playing Oliver Lang. It's not in my head that I'm playing Dave Baines. It's not in my head that I'm playing Justin. But it is. I promise you it is. It was in my guy's head when we first got there. Totally. You know, and, and we went out there and, and we started doing decent at, at everything we did. And the guys started believing. And that's that's when things will change for these teams, these, these new up-and-coming teams. Once they actually go out and they are competitive for the first time at any of these things, that'll be when things change. Look at Vicious. 
Well, look, I was going to say, look at Vicious, but also look at 187 came in. Very first game they ever play in the professional division. Very first game, off the break. They play Russians. Take them into sudden death overtime. They were beating the brakes off them for a while. Yeah. And then the Russians also, they had a little bit of a rebuild this past, but they you know obviously play, picked up some great players. And right. Axel and, and Jason are playing great from down the snake side. But uh, so that guy, I think that gave him a little bit of that chip, a little bit of that swagger. They, right. they I mean, they ended up long. Yeah, you know, and then, but I, and they totally pulled the rookie mistake by taking, like, pumping the brakes, right. and they should have just hit, kicked in the gas. But then, in the last event, they beat, uh, they beat Ironman, right? And they beat the shit out yeah. of the Ironman. They beat yep. them. It was five, it was five zero, and then the Ironman put up two more points. And then they steamrolled for the last two points, and and, and uh, one eight seven ended up winning seven to two. Yeah, that's a pretty that's no, a solid for sure for sure. I mean, I honestly can think back to our first pro match. It was in uh, our first pro match was in um, uh, uh, Phoenix. Uh, we played the Ironman, and it was a race to nine, and we beat them nine to two. And after that, it was like the guys all believed. You know, they believed that because that was the year that that was the Ironman. That was when Nikki was with them, Mike, Oliver. Uh, uh, Mouse, uh, Marcelo, you know, that was the I Ironman. think they, was that the year that they won the title or the, when yeah. they just come off? Or, cause they, they just came back to off. back. They just came off and again, they won it again. Yeah. So after we beat them down at that, and then when we won against Aftermath, the team that came up with us through the, the semi-pro bracket in the finals, when we beat them and won our first event, it was like, obviously winning the event definitely got us the mindset that not only do we belong here, but we're one of the better teams here. Yeah. But even if we wouldn't have won that, just being competitive. Like, that that was our goal the first year. It wasn't to go out and win. I didn't give a shit. If we lost every match we played, it was okay, as long as we never got blown out, as long as it was competitive. And only, like, twice that year did we actually get blown out. Believe it or not, one of them against Avalanche. And then the next event, they decided to drop out of the pro. So that was that was the one the one that we haven't been able to get over that. And Philly had our number for the first two years. We couldn't catch a fucking break with it. Philly guys. was really good for a while, though, dude. Philly got to be really, really good at paintball. That was the one team, I, that, honestly, it's, I, I'm pretty sure if you went back and looked, that was the one team we never beat. They knocked us out. They are the reason why we took third most that year, because we ended up playing them in the semifinal round. But I fixed that, see, because even if Philly would have been around the next year, I think we would have been all right, because I was going to steal Jason Edwards from him no matter what. So no matter what happened with that team, I was taking Jason Edwards, and I was watching him. And oh, I broke up. The honestly, year I took him, he would shoot, no bullshit, he would shoot a minimum of two of us a game. I was like, if I take him, that's two more bodies alive. That was my mindset. <laughs> so I, whatever it took, Jason Edwards was going to play with us after that. Jason Edwards is, is honestly probably one of my favorite players to watch because he just plays with that swag, and he also is just a beast out there, and he's really good. But it's funny because I remember when, and uh, and I don't really ever talk to J- I don't really ever talk to him. You know, like I, I always be like, hey, what's up, or try to talk to him. But um, I remember he came and tried out for excessive, and. Uh, I can't remember. Is that back when he was fat? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, he was he was getting over it though. He wasn't. Gotcha. He wasn't, he wasn't as fat. He wasn't as fat. Now he's like a jack monster. But yeah, at the now time, he's not fat at all. No, now he's the complete opposite. Complete fat. opposite. Like, complete opposite. <laughs> jack tan. But um, but at the time, and because but we had all these other guys out there, and I remember, and I didn't set any of it up, and he was just like there, you know, and uh, and I was, and they're like, oh, it's kid Jason from Florida, and I was like, oh, cool. I think I said I don't remember, you know, because it was like beginning of the year and it was like really cold or something that prior something there's a lot going on you right, know right. and he was like one of the guys there trying out um didn't have like a great a great tryout you know but he his game wasn't quite there but then after that because um then you know i knew the philly guys philly guys real well yeah and dude he just his star just rose man. yeah and it was really cool to see that though yeah. like somebody like really take it upon themselves to to 
you know, train enough to transform their mind and, and take their innate skill and then literally, literally transform their body into like, you know, killing machine. Yeah, dude. So yeah, it's, really, it's really, it's really awesome. Definitely, he's definitely one of the, one of the guys that if you actually, if anybody actually takes the time to go back and look at his paintball career, he should be a complete inspiration to anybody in paintball. He's in, in life. I mean, he went from literally being the fat kid, literally, I mean, his nickname's fat kid, not because he's skinny and everyone called him fat. Now he was a fat kid. You know, and he, he paid his dues. He paid his dues more than just about anybody in paintball. He paid his dues. He played on Miami Effect. Yeah. Anybody who was around back then knows he paid his dues. You know, I think you know. They, and not when it was a good Miami Effect. No, he, Miami he played on Miami Effect terrible. where they won like one match ever. Yeah. No, one point ever. That's what it was. Yeah. It was really bad. Like they just got their shit kicked in. Then he went to Philly, and when he went to Philly, they were still having a rough time with it. And then he he dug in, turned it around with those guys, and and you know they were. On the, when they right when they went out, they were probably one of the best teams around. Period. You know, it was them and the Ironman then, and then we were right behind them and the Russians. You know, the Russians would occasionally grab a victory here or there, finishing the top four with us, and you know, and that that was basically how it was going back then. Even Dynasty wasn't doing great then. That was when Dynasty had their big lull before they came out and started smashing heads, and now they're lulling again. Yeah. What do you, What do you think of what's going on with Dynasty right now? Well, thanks for listening to the Real Deal podcast, brought to you by PaintballAccess.com. And there's a wealth of content on the site. There's videos from the past events. There's player statistics. We have stories and blogs from the top players in the game. Make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. You know, that way you guys can stay in touch with all the news and events in the paintball world. And to find a local event near you, make sure you check out PSPEvents.com. There's tons of affiliates all over the world. So whatever level of paintball you happen to be playing at, even if you play rec and you want to get into the game, uh, you definitely can find it on PSPEvents.com. Also, make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, MattyMarshallSD, and let me know who you guys want to hear from on this podcast. And if you like the podcast, make sure you tell your friends about it so we can keep doing this. So thank you guys for tuning into The Real Deal, and be sure to listen in next week.